Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Born. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. Hi there. Welcome, welcome everyone to another Medical Monday and a brand new episode of Should you take that case? And our goal, as always here, is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medically related cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys. I am your host, Lisa Wade, legal nurse consultant and owner of Wade Nurse consultants. Think of us when you have those medical records that need reviewing and summarizing. And I am also the creator of our attorney medical record resource group and LinkedIn. That's our private community where we get all of our wonderful attorney guests. That's where they all come from. We use this as an opportunity to get to know one another, and we're going to do that today with Barum Parekh. But first, before we get to Barum in California, we're going to scoot over to our comment section and see and uh, or chat, see if anybody's visiting us live. If you are, hello there. If you're catching us on the replay, welcome. We're going to scoot over there and we are going to ask you if you are an attorney, put an A in that chat so we can see you. Say hello. If you're a paralegal, put a P, a legal assistant, put an LA. And if you are a part of one of my favorite organizations, Women Owned Law, put a W in that chat. Because Women Owned Law is a wonderful groundbreaking group and it's created to connect and advance women legal entrepreneurs. So check us out on at uh, womenownedlaw.org. Now we are going to introduce our guest for today, Baram Parekh is a partner at Delamonte, Reeb, and Stoller LLP, which specializes in representing injured clients in mass tort litigation. Barham works in the Los Angeles office, has litigated class action and mass tort cases for over 25 years, and has been appointed to numerous lead counsel, executive committee, and steering committee positions in large MDL cases. Barham has been selected 
to the Southern California Super Lawyers since 2012. Has been selected to the National Trial Lawyers Top 100 since 2016 and is a fellow of the Pound Institute. Barham is regularly invited to speak on topics related to complex litigation and particularly the discovery of electronically stored information. And now we bring to you Barham Parekh. There you are, Barham. Oh, let me unmute you. That would help. <laughs> there you go. Welcome, I'll, welcome, Barham. I'll start over. Hi, Lisa. It's nice to see you and be heard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming. Is California sunny California today? It's gorgeous out. It's 76 degrees. I actually have to come inside from outdoors in order to do this. Oh, man, you got to turn on the air conditioner. <laughs> eh, not yet. And, okay. Oh, well, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. All right. Well, Barham, I'm so glad you are with us today. I know we're going to get into the topic of medical records and how they come up during your litigations. But first, we want to hear all about you. What led you to this area of law? What led you to be a lawyer? And you can go as far back as you like to the uh, playground or the crib. What what got you into this? Well, it, I actually fell into what I'm doing now by accident. Um, when I went to law school, I had totally intended to be a entertainment lawyer being in LA. And uh, when I got out, the job market in 1995 was absolutely horrible. And I sent out about 100 resumes and got zero responses. And basically, you know, took the job that I found and realized that I actually love this job. And it's a great fit for what I like to do, because I feel like I'm actually helping people and not just, you know, turning a corporate wheel. So that's sort of where it started. Um, I got an interview at a firm through a friend of mine who was working there and got signed on part-time to do document review. And then they liked me and uh, that's how it sort of panned out. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you just tripped over and fell in what you love to do. It, it, was, it was surprising. I hadn't really thought about you know, wanting to go litigate. I mean, I'd always done debate and speech and all of those things, but, you know, living in LA, everyone expects you to do sports law or, or entertainment law or something like that. And that's sort of what I'd focused on. Um, but it felt really different and good to, to be able to represent people and argue things in court. And, you know, as the line goes, um, you know, lawyers are frustrated actors. And I found that, yeah, I really was a frustrated actor. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm glad you found your way here. And I'm sure your clients are very happy to have you. So they tell me every once in a while. It is nice to hear from them. <laughs> Excellent. Now, how do you get the cases that you work on and how do you go about deciding if you should take that case or pass it on to someone else? Tell me what goes into that decision. Sure. So the vast majority of the cases we look at come in either through attorney referrals 
or a small percentage of them come through direct advertising. But most of our cases, we get through referrals. And they tend to be from firms who normally do individual personal injury litigation, like, you know, car accidents or, you know, uh, injuries at work, workers' comp cases. And when those attorneys run across a case that's a mass tort case that's being handled by you know, larger firms, rather than trying to do that in-house, which is relatively difficult to do, and especially if you've only got a few cases, takes a lot more resources than a firm like us who has several thousand cases in a particular litigation. It's just much more efficient for those firms to refer those cases to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you had uh, mentioned in the bio about the the electronic information and and you know that being a guide into your clients. Sure. So when we're evaluating clients to to intake, we obviously have to look at the medical records first and see if they even fit the criteria. So the first step is always interviewing the client, then getting the medical records, which can take a while, as you well know. Um, you know, so, some of these doctors are not exactly happy to hand those over. And so while we're in the process of doing that, what we also do is we take a look at the client's social media if we can and if we have access to it or if we can get the client to give us access to it. And what it does is it allows us to preempt a lot of the issues that come up later on down the line when your client sits for a deposition and somebody asks them a question like, so, you know, what about that trip to Aspen that you took and where you injured your back and you posted all on Facebook about, you know, all of that and you had no idea that that even happened because your client didn't think it was important to tell you. So being able to do that research and, and look into their social media and look into what else they've posted lets you preempt those kinds of things and talk to your client before they come at you as a surprise when the opposing counsel who has done that finds out and asks them about them. Mm-hmm. The thought of uh, having uh, things you've done on social media be exposed in your court case, that, that is frightening. It, and, and, you know, defense counsel, especially in personal injury cases, have gotten much more sophisticated in being able to track down client social media and employ investigators to research it. And the things that they find are sometimes mind boggling. And, and the things that your clients have posted are sometimes mind boggling. And you have to ask, why would you do that? What are you why? thinking? Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Well, thank you. <laughs> And thank goodness that you 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 have that as part of what you do, so you can uh, sidestep a lot of issues. So thank goodness. Well, how about this? When those records finally do arrive, and sometimes they're massive and terrible to deal with, do you have any kind of special or sp- specific protocol or procedure for? diving into those records and getting all that you need out of them. Yeah, so we actually directly employ um, several retired nurses to review our medical records for us. And our firm is large enough and we have enough of an inventory where, you know, they're 
full time looking at medical records day in, day out. Um, but for smaller firms, I mean, I think it, may, it would make a lot of sense for them to outsource that because it's, you know, something that you don't want, even, even as an attorney who's been practicing for 25 years and reading medical records is not the best use of my time to be digging through 150 pages or 5,000 pages, depending on the client of medical mm -hmm. records. It's much more efficient to have someone do that for you, flag the things that are interesting, especially people who know how to read medical records and can do that efficiently. Mm -hmm. yeah, nurses are handy. What can I say? They, they are, and especially now, I mean, the, it's really hard to get nurses because the demand for them is so high. Um, but on the other hand, there are people who are, you know, a little bit burned out from everything that's been going on in, in all of our lives, but especially in theirs, and who are, are happy to sit at a desk and review medical records instead of having to deal with, you know, being in the hospital all the time. That's true. I, I'm right here. I understand all of that. So, I've been working at home for nine years. So there you I, go. I, I, I could see easily how, how people could get fried doing what they're doing. And thank goodness they're there doing it right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's not something I would ever be able to do and, and more power to them. Mm -hmm, definitely. And uh, how about this? What do you find? the most frustrating or troublesome or your biggest pet peeves about these medical records that are involved in your cases? So there, there's really three things actually, if, if I can be indulged to, uh, sure. I guess, complain about them. The first is just how much time it takes to get them. I mean, e even with electronic medical records and the, the electronic medical records, you know, transparency and, and all of that, it just takes an inordinate amount of time to obtain mm -hmm. medical records. Um, we've gotten so far sometimes when we have deadlines coming in to have the client go into their doctor's office with a scanner in hand and say, you need to give me my file. I'm going to scan it right here and send it to my attorney because that's the only way that you know I'm able to get them. And we still have doctors refuse and say no. And these are the patient's medical records. I mean, they absolutely have a right to them. And it, it's just incredibly frustrating to, to you know, get that delay. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part is that a lot of times we'll get a certificate of non-record and realize that that was just wrong. And they do actually have records when we go back and we go, wait, this, this isn't right. We know this person was here. We, we know we have partial records from stuff that they kept. How come you have nothing? And it's just, you know, again, it's just people in the med medical establishment not realizing that, you know, this is something that's actually not, it's not the same as medical care for their clients, but it certainly is care for their clients that they're not giving them. Mm -hmm. All right. It, any other, anything else? Uh, I think I said three, but I think I covered the, the yeah, last two, I think two together. Okay. All right. Just, <laughs> just checking, just checking. Cause you've given a lot of good information, a lot of interesting details. <laughs> and uh, I'm just trying to see if you have anything else, anything other advice for any of the, 
newbie attorneys or veteran attorneys out there that should go into how they decide if they should take these medical cases with these gigantic, enormous medical records involved? Sure. So a, a few sort of tips in just in terms of getting the medical records. One is electronic signatures are required to be accepted by law. And particularly, California has its own statute. Um, there's a U.S. statute that basically says the same thing. And they cannot require you to provide a physical signature. An electronic signature is the equivalent of, of a physical signature. So when they come back and say, oh, no, no, we need a wet signature from your client, they're wrong. And you can send them a letter at the top of your medical records request that says and cites to your state's particular statute and says, under this statute, you are required to accept an electronic signature as if it was a wet signature. And that will help stave off at least some of the delays that occurs when they keep coming back to you, um, going back and forth. The other, in terms of the medical records review is these are, you know, for a personal injury client, these are what make or break your case. And you really need to have somebody who understands the records do an initial review when you first agree to take your case before you spend tons of money on doctors and other experts and other people to testify and review and economists and, and all of that stuff. You want somebody who really understands what those records say to take a review and give you a synopsis so that you know whether or not what your client's telling you is actually what can be backed up in the records. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that is wonderful advice. I can't tell you how many cases I have come in and uh, at the tail end of things only to tell people, hey, maybe this case shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't have taken this case. Yep. Yeah. And it's, so. and it's hard for the client too, because the client has now put in a lot of time and effort and probably had his deposition taken or her deposition taken. Yeah. And it's emotionally a roller coaster for your client to have to relive and go through all of these things. And, and why would you put them through it when at the end of the day, there's something in there that's not going to let you prosecute the case. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's probably maybe hard to hear, but yeah, I, I I like what you're saying to bring me in early at the beginning. I'll I'll tell you exactly what those records say. So there that's you good go. advice. <laughs> All right. Well, I, we are at the point in our show where it's time for a little Q and A. So, are you ready? Sure. All right. Well, this is how it works. Anybody out there that has any questions for Barum, get them together and get ready to put them inside the chat and he's going to answer them. So while they're getting their questions together, Barum, this is also part of the show where we have a little sponsor break so I can tell the people a little bit about Wade Nurse Consultants. Now, without a review and summary of the medical records, it could be harder to know if you should take that case. 
and I give attorneys a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those cases by using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of medical case screenings. So if you're watching this and you have two nurses on staff, this isn't for you. But if you have a backlog of medical case screenings to get done, or you need some clarity on medical issues so you can free yourself to focus on the legal strategies that are going to be part of your case, then this is what you need to do right now. We are offering 20-minute medical record strategy calls, and they'll help you hone an efficient, timely, and a cost-effective routine around your medical cases. So click on the link that you'll find in the description box of this YouTube channel and schedule that call. Now we're going to get back to Barum and the Q and A. Barum, let me look over here in the comments. Are there any questions for us right now? Not right now. But I have a method for dealing with this kind of thing, Barum. What I do is I have taken your contact information. I put them inside the description box of this YouTube channel. So the people can reach out at replay after the show, reach out to you and ask the questions that they are waiting for those answers from you. Are you, are you up for that? Absolutely. Happy to talk to anyone. And it, you know, if, if you have questions about mass tort cases in particular and, and what to do with them, I'm always happy to talk and you don't have to refer them to us, but I'm happy to give you my advice. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little referral. So <laughs> Absolutely. That's all good. So, Barum, I think we're winding up uh, for today. I ask you, will you come back again one day? Absolutely. And Excellent. Being it's in wonderful. Los with the Super Bowl, go Rams. Oh, go Rams? All right. Well, listen, uh, you know, I can't. I, can't. I, I, I know. It's the Eagles. I can't. I can't. <laughs> if it's, you know, so I don't know. So whatever's happening, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in closing, let me say this, give you gentle reminders, everyone out there to like and subscribe to this channel. If you have any questions for Barum, uh, go to that description box and get his contact information. If you have any questions for me about legal nurse consultants and what they do, then email me at lisa at wadenurseconsultants.com. But you can catch us next week for another episode, Monday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a brand new episode of Should You Take that case. Thanks for coming, Baron. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. 
The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 